Hi everyone, thank you for joining us on Eagle Eye today. We're excited to kick off a brand new school year, so please make sure to check back every week for exclusive interviews with your favorite BC student athletes, professors, alumni, and more. I'm your host, Eamon O'Malley. This summer, I had the privilege of working with 39 other incredible BC student leaders on the orientation team. And with so many new incoming students joining the Boston College community this fall, I talked to a few of my colleagues and friends to hear their advice for students to best adjust to a new college environment. I hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Kelly and I am a rising senior at BC, so class of 2023. Um, and one of the things I'm gonna be talking about today is my transition to BC as a freshman. So I was super, super excited to be to come to BC. And part of the reason for that is that my brother came here. He was two years older. Um, he's a big reason why I looked at the school and kind of gave it a second look um, and really heavily considered it because we're very similar. I trusted him a lot um, and he really thought I would love it here. Um, and there were parts at the end of high school where I was like, oh, like I can't wait to get out of here and would complain about petty high school things. But my brother would be like, oh, my gosh, like, you don't have to deal with that at BC. You're going to love BC. And he just, I love my brother. But he kept telling me I would love BC. And all these people kept telling me I would love BC, his roommates, everyone else. Um, and so when I got here and I didn't love it at first, it stung more because um, it's actually funny. I if you're familiar with what a private Twitter is, it's kind of like a Finsta, but for Twitter, you have like 10 of your friends follow it and it's kind of just like a group chat to the void. But I remember like a month into my freshman year tweeting, like the worst thing about college is everyone who told me that I would absolutely love it. And that was that was a low for me. Um, along those same lines, I also on my lovely private Twitter tweeted something along the lines of, um, the worst thing about college, which I said it twice, so obviously only one of them was the worst thing. But the worst thing about college is that there's no one to go to for a hug. And I think both of those things, the thing about my transition to BC is so many of the things I struggled with, such as like not really having a roommate um, who I had like a just super talkative relationship with, like we weren't particularly friends. Um, and feeling kind of isolated and not really being sure about my major. The thing that I struggled with is I knew those things weren't specific to BC. So it wasn't a consideration of like, do I need to transfer? And I think that's like, that was helpful. And it's a good thing to remember that like, this is kind of it. The fall of your freshman year will be difficult, probably no matter where you go, because it's just such a big transition. But then it was hard for me because I was like, well, I could have had a roommate who I don't didn't really get along with anywhere. And I probably would have reconsidered my major anywhere I went, because at the time I was a math major. I'm still a math major, but I really struggled with it the first couple of weeks because math is hard. Um, but then it was hard for me to figure out and navigate, like, how do I improve my transition experience when these problems don't really have to do with BC as a school? They just have to do with transition transition transitioning in general um and so I think recognizing that like the friends I had on my hall who I just thought of people who I like said hi to in the communal bathroom were people who I could like actually um like build a relationship with 
was really good. I was also super involved in theater. And so just having a community where it's like, um, I don't know, you're all working toward like this common project and goal. And so like, at the very least, you have that in common. Um, those things were like really helpful. And like, I don't know, the whole thing about like, there's no one to go to for a hug definitely wasn't true. But it can feel really true when you're in the middle of your first midterms week and you know it's like the weather's getting colder and it can feel isolating but um realizing that you're really not all that isolated is hard but like I don't know I think being honest about how you're doing with other people is a huge way of then building relationships with them like once I started telling people that I was like yeah I really feel like I have like no one to go to they were like what like you can go to me um so it's it's really hard to be honest with people but doing so both with like mentors and with like people you've just met um can really help you talked about on your floor um finding like like first sense of community what was that like was it intimidating to kind of like branch out besides your immediate direct roommate or did it kind of just come naturally or was it just something that you had to kind of work towards eventually to kind of foster those relationships yeah so um it's funny like two things one I the day that I was moving in um I saw my friend who lived next to me and now is one of my roommates this year um I saw her moving in and I decided we were going to be friends um because I just like saw her and I was like she has a good vibe like we're going to be good friends um and so then during welcome week um when you have all of the like first year student activity is meant for you to bond and everything um we went on like the target trip together um hopefully they're bringing that back this year we'll see um, and we went to like the fair, the like first night fair or whatever it is together. Um, and I think it's, they give you a lot of excuses to like buddy up with someone and like be like, let's go do this fun thing, um, which I think is, it's super helpful that BC does that. And a lot of the times it is easiest to do that with people on your residence hall um, in particular, because my roommate and I like weren't that close. It actually encouraged me to then branch out to people on my hall um which I think was like a blessing in disguise in a lot of ways I also think my roommate and I um just didn't really ever talk and give each other a chance um so that's another thing I'd say is like if you feel like you don't really have a relationship at all or like a particularly good relationship with your roommate um you know as orientation leaders we have a I literally have a line in one of our scenes um that is have you tried talking to him about it and I think that's the advice I needed as a freshman is just like again like both like talk talk to your roommate if you feel like there's something you're unhappy about even if it's just like oh we don't have much of a relationship and then like have you tried talking to people about literally anything you're going through is like good advice of like again it's hard to branch out in that way but um that can be really helpful so like hall events that your RA hosts so either a howl hanging out Wednesdays late or a hoot um hanging out on Tuesdays I'm not an RA so this isn't me just sponsoring it it's like a genuine experience of I met like one of my best friends who also lived on my hall who's another one of my roommates this year um 
at a how um because we were both like really struggling with like oh I don't love my classes I thought I wanted to major in this thing um that was the thing that was so unsettling about first semester is that I was like well like there are other things about like this semester that aren't great but like at least I know I want to study math and then my first math class made me question even that so it felt like the one thing that I like always knew just like was out the window so I was grasping for things to hold on to um which is why I think it's so important to find like people and communities that like keep you grounded Hello, my name is David. I'm currently a junior at Boston College, and I'm from North Carolina, so a little bit ways away in the South. Um, I think one thing that I wish I did as a freshman and something that I didn't really expect to be so great about college is that there's so many resources on campus that I didn't really um, get to learn about until really later on in my sophomore year. And even now, as a junior, I'm still learning about Um so things like as a pre-health student, um, there's a lot of resources in the pre-health office to be able to meet with advisors and to be able to meet with people in the office and kind of have a lot of more guidance and kind of someone to hold your hand along the way. And they're really helpful with that kind of stuff. And also there's just resources for um, AHANA plus students um, in the BAIC office. There's just a lot of great offices and resources on campus for, um, you know, for a lot of various things that I wish I had reached out and looked at. Um, there, I think these offices are really good for providing mentorship um, in a lot of ways, in ways that a lot of clubs can't. So I think a, a lot of clubs are good at providing mentorship in terms of upperclassmen, underclassmen relations. Um, and that's very good for a transition to college and from a fellow student perspective. But also I think it's great to have like an adult perspective on um, the transition to college, but also kind of moving forward in college and beyond college. Um, so I wish I'd gotten plugged into, you know, BAIC advisors, pre-health advisors, um, maybe some mental health resources on campus. Um, I think campus ministry is also a big one that I learned about. So yeah, I think those are all some really good resources that I learned about and I hadn't really expected coming into college um, and something that I wish um, people would take more advantage of. As a freshman coming into campus, when, you know, like it's such a new environment, like how would you suggest like getting involved with that right away? Would you go straight to the office and just like ask to be kind of included in that? Or like, is there a specific way to do it in your experience? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, A lot of these offices are just open during the day and during regular hours. And you can just walk in and kind of ask to see an advisor. Or um, I know the pre-health offices gets a little busy sometimes, so I think you can make an appointment with them uh, by just emailing prehealth at bc.edu. But a lot of these offices, I would say just check out their website, see what resources they have. Um, I think the faster you reach out, the better. I've had a lot of friends that have um, been able to um, receive a lot of mentorship through these offices and pretty instantly, so I think it's a really good resource. What's the community like in those clubs and the resources you mentioned like is there are there a lot of other students that you find like have a lot of the same interests or needs or um and have you been able to kind of grow those relationships over time um in your experience or um is it mostly just kind of a personal um, yeah um I think for certain 
um i found a lot of communities at bc through a lot of my identity so um as a as a student of color i've found um resources through like the baic office and i've met people through there but i've also met people through a lot of clubs on campus and through different um, interests of mine so for example i've done um, the campus school at boston college which um, is a volunteer organization where we um, volunteer with students with disabilities um, on at on campus and um, basically I think I found a lot of friends um, through this club where you can um, sorry where it's uh, where we have we have like a shared common interest and shared common goal um, and it goes that's the same for all the other clubs at BC I think it's, it builds a great community but these offices also kind of pr help provide that and link you with upper class mentors to guide you along the way also. This is Chris Smales, and I'm a junior at Boston College. Um, what's something I wish I did or learned as a freshman? To, I mean, to a certain extent, I kind of had to learn it as a way of just going through college and trying to balance academics, extracurriculars, um, you know, the social aspect of college life as well. But it's something that I wish, wish I kind of, I learned more, at least I instilled in myself more, was a sense of priority, prioritization. Um, and the most clear example of this is, is in school in terms of, you know, which assignments need to get done before others. Um, do I need to study for a test? Do I uh, you know, need to go to office hours? Like what's important to me? But I think more than that, that idea of deciding what's actually of value to me was kind of impacting or at least freshman year holding back a lot of what I did or wanted to do. For example, um, you know, being in, being, I was in, I was in a couple of different clubs. I was in classes you know, I was with, you know, trying to hang out with friends. I was trying to go to the gym and there was so much that BC Boston college had to offer freshman year, even as a part of COVID. Um, and I kind of wanted to do all of it. I kind of wanted to do basically whatever it had to, whatever it had to offer without a real sense of why I was doing it or having any purpose behind. And that mentality led me to, to stretch myself really, really thin in a lot of ways. And more than that, it felt like when I stretched myself thin that I didn't truly, you know, grasp what I was learning or like internalize the experiences that I, that I was having. And I'll, I'll chill with all these buzzwords, but um, on a real level, I look back at my freshman year self and I just, you know, I wish I learned or just get back to the question, wish I did. I wish I injected a little bit more why into what I did and prioritize what I really, really wanted to do. Because how I approached it of the whole doing whatever I wanted, like I said, I didn't really grasp things, but what I found over the past two years is that when I really made a conscious effort in my decision-making to say, what's of value to me? What do I want to do at the school? What do I want to learn? Um, I became more organized. I became more passionate. I got things done sooner. Uh, things that I didn't really enjoy or that didn't bring me uh, fulfillment kind of fell to the wayside because I was asking myself consistently, like, 
is this a decision I really want to make or is this something I want to do because I want to check a box? So yeah, I, I wish I prioritized what I really, really enjoyed and what brought me fulfillment more. Because, you know, the more I tried that, the better sense of, the more I've tried that over the years, the more sense I've had of my own self, who I want to be. And at the same time, it cuts out the fluff and it's given me space to find other things, or at least at the very least to explore uh, what I want to do. So, yeah, you talked a lot about like doing like too many clubs or too many different activities on campus. What were some of the ways that you like narrowed it down, like focused on the things that you really wanted to do? Like you talked about like your why a lot, like what, what were some of those factors that made you choose like this one club or this one course or major um, in that sense? Yeah, no, that's a fantastic question. And I like, um, I, something I wish I, I did a little bit more was specifying because when I articulated it, it's, it's actually, that's my answer right there of articulating the purpose of why you're doing something. So how I narrowed it down, the immediate thing, at least on the extracurricular sense, was the sense of fulfillment or joy I got from it. Because I've found the things I'm best at, the things that I, I, you know, I want to pursue later in life, the things that I want to uh, improve upon, hopefully incorporate into my career as well. There's that immediate sense of, not immediate sense of gratification, so much like immediate sense of, of value of fulfillment that when I'm doing it, I really like doing it. And I think I'm doing something worthwhile. And, you know, how I came to the decisions where this was closer to sophomore year was when I started, you know, quitting clubs is because anytime I had a, a meeting or an obligation and I said to myself, why am I, why am I doing this? And the answer was, oh, I feel obligated to, you know, this club like it's it's it has nothing to do with the fact that I like this club it's because I made a commitment um, which of course I respect but when I do things just because I made a commitment not because I you know see the value in it I kind of was able to say to myself well maybe this isn't something I want to continue doing or if it was you know I wanted to go to a club or I wanted to to go out to the city because I was afraid of you know because because I was afraid of feeling left out or I was afraid of um disappointing people or afraid of embarrassing myself um anytime it was fear-based that was a really big red flag of saying well this isn't this isn't something for me this isn't something i, I probably want to continue doing so it's kind of when the, the the push comes to shove a little bit of you know there are only so many hours in the day and i was able to narrow it down and say if i'm really if I'm not looking forward to this, if this is not something I would talk about to a friend outside of the club, if this isn't something I would want, like even as an orientation leader, if this isn't something I'd tell my freshman to take part in, or at least to check out as a possible interest, you know, why am I really doing it? And even taking that half a second to ask why and to, you know, to consider the reasonings, the feelings, the emotions that were leading into me doing things, like the decision-making process, even taking that half a second to think about that and having the faith in myself to, to make a call and believe what I was thinking, um, it really helped me cut down to, to, to start just doing the things that you know, fulfilled me, that brought me joy, that helped me long-term.
Hi, I'm Colleen. I'm a rising senior, or I guess I'm an official senior now. That feels weird to say. Um, but I am answering the question about what advice I would give to freshmen coming into BC about managing their academic and their social life, kind of balancing the two. Um, that was something I definitely struggled with coming to BC just because you have so much more free time than you do in high school. And there's not really a lot of guiding um, guiding advice for how to manage that free time. It's kind of up to you to figure out what works best, um, managing your studying and you know, making sure that like you're eating enough and you're exercising and spending time with friends. Um, and I think that um, that was something that I kind of like took a lot of trial and error for me to kind of figure out what works for me. And I'm still honestly like working on the perfect balance between like social life and academic stuff. Um, so I'd say that like the most important thing to do is like not um, base your balance off of what your friends or um, people that you're in your classes or anything like basically what anyone else is doing just because um, it's so personal to figure out like how you spend your time. Um, and this is really the beginning of your adult life. And so the most valuable thing you can do for yourself is just to, um, you know, try out things that feel good and like go from there. So for example, I figured out pretty early on that I study best by myself. Um, I can have a friend with me, but I just can't have them talk to me. Um, and I need an environment that's totally quiet. Um, and I study best in the early evening and at night. Um, so a lot of times what that meant for me is, um, I can sleep in a little later. Um, but that means that, you know, there are going to be times where my friends are hanging out on a Wednesday on a Thursday night, but I'm gonna have to go to the library because they woke up early and got their homework done. And I need to, um, you know, get my work done before I go out. Um, and another thing that was really important for me was having a planner. I've always been like a physical planner person. Um, some people work best with um, like a digital organization method. But for me, um, I use the Google calendar um, to like manage my day. And then I use like a planner to manage like my academic stuff. So like homework assignments I need to get done. Um, maybe, you know, if I need to email a professor or go to office hours, that all goes my planner. Um, and so that was something that, you know, maybe I saw a friend do it and I um, figured out that that was something that worked for me as well. Um, that's fine to like take inspiration from other people. But um, the most important thing you can do is just like pay attention to when you feel the most productive and when you feel the most, um, you know, you'll know when something works for you. And so like the coolest part of college is getting to try that out for yourself because nobody's telling you when and where to do stuff. It's really just up to you to figure it out. That's awesome. Um, like as another question, like, did it ever change like semester to semester? Like was one semester easier to manage than another one based off like your classes or just something else that happened? Like, was it straightforward the whole way or did it ever like change at any point? Um, I think at first it was really guided by FOMO. So like freshman year, I could not miss anything. And like, I really didn't want to not be there for any kind of, if someone was hanging out, I wanted to be there. Um, and so that meant that like my academic stuff, it didn't necessarily go on the back burner, but it meant that I was a lot of times like scrambling to get stuff done and sacrificing sleep or sacrificing, you know, peace of mind, trying to get something done in the last minute when really I could have just spent less time with friends and gotten it done earlier. Um, and definitely like the learning curve for me and how my academic and social life balance has changed is 
prioritizing school, not to an extent where um, I would, because I don't want to look back at my time in college and like regret, you know, always spending time in the library or something like that. But, um, you know, school ultimately does come first. And so for me, it's been like super um, kind of valuable to learn that you don't always need to be present in front of your friends. Like, it's okay to miss certain things. And a lot of times, like, what, if you're procrastinating something by hanging out with other people, that's not even true, like social time that you're giving yourself, because the whole time you're going to be stressing about that assignment that you know, you should be doing. And so if you finish that assignment and hang out with people, um, that's going to be such, such a better use of your time and such a better gift to yourself. And so like what I kind of changed my mindset about was seeing completing my academic work as a kind of self care, because to a certain point, like, you're going to have such a better night's sleep. You're going to have such a better, you know, evening spent watching TV with your friends on a Sunday. If you spent this Sunday afternoon in the library and like got all the things that you know you needed to get done. Um, and so like changing my mindset around that and acknowledging that like FOMO exists and it doesn't need to rule your life and your schedule. That was a big reason why my like schedule has not been linear. It's definitely changed since I've come to BC. So hi, I'm Griffin Coates. Uh, I'm a rising junior here at Boston College. Um, and if I had a piece of advice for incoming freshmen dealing with the transition, I think it would have to do with a lot of times when students come to college, one of their major goals is to totally disassociate themselves from their home life. Um, you're looking for something new, college culture, being on your own and a lot of that stuff, which is really awesome. And one of the best things that comes with going to school but I think completely isolating yourself from that previous part of uh, your life, from your home life is something that um, can create a lot of tension and especially mentally trying to, trying to overcome that. And so my biggest piece of advice would be to find something on campus that really helps remind you of home. Um, for me, it came from a club called Chi Alpha, uh, which I joined later in my sophomore year that I wish I had joined earlier on. Um, where one, the guy who leads it really reminded me of the culture and the environment that I grew up in at home. And so having that as a place to go on Tuesday nights and um, to get dinner with and just to talk through life with was really uh, calming for me and my transition coming here. So I grew up in Lexington, South Carolina, which is just outside of Columbia. Um, in an area that is often considered the Bible Belt of South Carolina or of the South um, in the U.S. And so I grew up going to church like three, four times a week. My mom worked there and it seemed like everyone I interacted with were like friends from church. And so pretty early on, it was like built in of um, college life and a lot of the things that come with it are just kind of like negative things and to really just focus on relationships and people and um things like that. And so my transition into BC was, uh, it was interesting. It was difficult. Um, and I think I didn't allow myself to really uh, respect that it was so difficult. And so it's really taken me a long time to grapple with it. And so my biggest piece of advice for students coming from different places where BC is going to be a major cultural transition is just to respect the fact that it is very different um, and that you're going to have to put some work in mentally, um, and really in all facets of your life to, to adjust to it. Um, so, yeah. 
how did you find kind of like the Catholic tradition of BC? Was that something like that you felt like was kind of a, a mandatory um, thing to be involved in at BC? Or was it kind of, oh, if I want to involve myself, I can, but I don't if I don't, if I don't want to. Yeah, so I, I grew up uh, Protestant, actually. Um, I grew up Methodist. And so the Catholic Church, it, it's something like I had never been to a mass before coming to college. And it was interesting because I remember sitting in the Eagle Eye, uh, like pre like tour when I was just looking at coming here and they talked a lot about like faith and Christianity and how that really plays into the mindset of the school and everything like that. And so um, yeah, it was interesting when I came here because I had a lot of friends who were Catholic and they would go to mass and things like that, but there was never any pressure for me to go to anything. I, my first time going to mass was, uh, after my sophomore year during our orientation training. Um, and so I think a lot of times when students come to BC that aren't Catholic, there's some sort of pressure they might feel that they're going to have to be Catholic and they're going to have to conform to this like religion, things like that. But I haven't found it that way. Um, I'm in a Christian club on campus and um, there are students in it that are part of the, um, the MSA, the uh, Muslim Students Association. And so it's a really welcoming environment um, for anyone of any sort of like religious backgrounds. I, I would say that I feel that there's not really any pressure. If I didn't ever want to go to mass here, if I didn't ever want to be part of like the Christian life, I don't think I'd have to. So, you know, I, I think too, coming from an environment where it was so, so much all the time, Christianity and like stuff like that, that coming here where it was kind of my choice, it definitely felt like a major step back um, to the, the point where it almost feels like nothing if I don't want it to be. And so, yeah, I'd say that's my experience of if, if I want it to be a major part of my life, it definitely can be. But if I don't want it to, it doesn't have to be. And for people I know that are, that associate themselves with different religions, they have awesome like environments and cultures on campus for that. So I, I would say there's really no pressure at all within that. Thank you to Kelly, David, Chris, Colleen, and Griffin for speaking about their experiences navigating college life at BC. In addition to serving as caring and dedicated orientation leaders throughout the summer, they are exceptional individuals who best represent the Boston College undergraduate student community and strive towards making BC a better place for all students. I hope you are able to take something from their advice, whether you are a new student or not. As always, listen to new episodes of Eagle Eye every week as we start the new academic year.